You're listening to the 515 Podcast, led by Pastor John Wayne McMahon with Kingwood United Methodist Church in Kingwood, Texas. Thanks for downloading. Hi there. Welcome to Episode 70 of the 515 Podcast. Jason Priestmeyer here. Uh, today is a very uh, special day. I'm actually joined by Clint Wiley, hey. who um, was preaching for us last Sunday. Clint, how are you doing today? Uh, great, great. It's, uh, it's It was an honor to get to preach in there. I usually preach to students. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are quite a few students in there at the time, but uh, really enjoyed the opportunity to get called up to the big leagues, you know? Yeah, I know. That was a great metaphor and, and so timely with the uh, kind of all the baseball playoffs that are just kind of kicking off. Yes, definitely. Um, how, let me ask you this. How does sermon prep differ between your audience your student audience and your i would say grown-ups in finger quotes uh, over in the in the vine uh I, I don't know if it differs a whole lot it differed this week because i was i had about a day and a half to sermon prep <laughs> okay as opposed to the whole week that i usually get oh, so okay uh it changes a little bit yeah okay so that's a completely different story altogether <laughs> good to note um so let's do this. We're, we're still in, in the sermon series where we're talking about Joseph and kind of his family relationship yeah. or how that relates to our family relationships. Can you give us uh, a, a quick little update of where we are in Joseph's story? Yeah, so Joseph, uh, I mean, obviously we've seen some some ups and downs in his story up to this point. Uh, we've just come off of a really low low in his life. Right. Um, he has been forgotten in prison. Um he was he was sent to prison after uh, a pretty rough situation in Potiphar's house, uh, and uh, now he's in prison. And the people that he kind of helped get out of prison, mm-hmm. or at least t- foretold them, prophesied that they would get out of prison. Uh, he said, as he was walking out the door, he said, "Hey, don't don't forget <laughs> don't me. Forget me right. Don't forget me when you get on the other side." Yeah. And the, the verse that we end with in, in chapter 40 is that he forgot him. Yeah. Oh, that man. he was left yeah. uh, forgotten in this prison. And uh, potentially up to 10 years in this prison. Uh, we see from the time that uh, that Joseph was in his father's household, he was 17. Okay. And at the beginning of this next phase of his life when he takes um, when he comes into Pharaoh's uh, rule mm-hmm. he is now 30 oh, so okay. there's 17 years or so that's a, 13 years there yeah that's a great kind of uh, little detail there I mean obviously you know we think about okay he was in jail he spent the time with those guys and, and he had responsibilities and he he had some authority you know quote yeah. unquote of, uh, within the jail but yeah now so think about how long if you were sitting in that jail even as a uh, uh, an empowered prisoner you're still a, a prisoner you know yeah for 13 years yeah. that is just a crazy amount of time yeah whether that was in slavery to, sure. to Potiphar mm-hmm. in in his household that was probably a, a, a okay. little bit of sure. time right. there um, but then that next chunk of his life was in prison yeah so that's crazy that <laughs> and then I, I mean, I love that. You know, it's like, hey, don't forget me, guys. And like, yeah, we won't. Uh, yeah, yeah. So now, now he's out the door <laughs> and he's stuck in prison. Yeah. Um, and then God does his thing, right? God does his thing and and provides an opportunity. And Joseph is faithful mm-hmm. in that time. He's faithful in the the waiting. 
and he's faithful when the time comes to uh, to rely on God in that in that and he he sees himself um, in this place where he has to uh, t- talk about a dream that mm-hmm. Pharaoh had and, and God gives him this vision yeah um, and we actually see at the beginning of, of 41 that Pharaoh recognizes that it's not Joseph who is in this place mm. that it's God's working through Joseph yeah. Uh, which is a really cool, a really cool piece to that. Um, it's not just Joseph being awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it's God being awesome through Joseph and Pharaoh, a pagan, recognizes. Yeah, uh, that that his God is something special. That's awesome. So, um, yeah, I don't want to get too far ahead in the story because I uh, truly don't know. But you know, I, I think about. I was thinking about how Joseph's brothers, you know look hey if you could see me now you know right <laughs> kind of where he he ends up uh in under pharaoh's rule and with you know the wife and you know his new life his new family how crazy that must be would have been for them to you know if they were like ran into each other in the street <laughs> and say oh man it's been it's good seeing you again joseph what have you been up to and he's like no you know <laughs> you don't even know you have no clue <laughs> um so let's talk about one of the things that that you um, touched on in your sermon was these uh, abundance. Yeah, Joseph of. is in a place right now where he has been given all authority in Egypt. Well, we never would have uh, predicted that at the beginning no, of the story, right? No, not at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a, a a pretty significant turn of events. Yeah, but we see Joseph in this place of abundance, and it, and Pharaoh actually says the only thing that's different between you and I. Uh, is is the throne, mm-hmm. and so he considers himself pretty much equal to Joseph. Joseph is just below him in final decision on really big things, but he says the rest of the the rest of everything else is yours. Wow, take it. Mm-hmm. Do with do with it what you what you know to do, mm-hmm. uh, which is crazy. So, so how can what how can we relate Joseph's station right now, his kind of situation, with what? Uh, we're going through in our lives. Yeah, man, we, I, I think we, uh, we talked a little bit about uh, C.S. Lewis and the law of undulation. Mm-hmm. Um, he talks about the ups and downs, the ebbs and flows of life. And uh, we all go through that, right? Um, and there are times in our lives where everything seems to be going great. Mm-hmm. Everything seems to be clicking. It seems to be right on stride. And, um, and so the question then is, what do we do in those times of abundance? Mm-hmm. Like, how do we how do we respond to the world around us? How do we respond to God in those times of abundance? And so that's that's really the the kind of the premise of kind of where the direction we started to go on Sunday morning. Yeah. Uh, so you talked about kind of in those screw tip letters. Screw. Help me out here. <laughs> screw tape letters. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> uh, screw tape letters. How you know the demons were like they had a game plan like here's how you, you yeah. deal with that so t- let's talk a little bit you know just kind of for those who may not have heard the sermon yet or uh, don't want to go refer back just right now ways that the demons were planning for to, you know striking at this opportunity to really get their work done or uh, to combat their enemy like you know you said yeah so they they talk about this 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 thing where in, within the laws of undulation, it's going to happen. And so the enemy desires to use, let's see how the enemy desires to use this. Mm-hmm. And then we got to do the opposite. Um, so we have to use the ups 
to try to pull him away from from God. Mm-hmm. We've got to use the downs to try to rip him away from God as well. And so um, it's this, we see just this constant battle, mm-hmm. even in, in all phases of life, in all spheres of life where the enemy is trying to pull us further away, but God is trying to draw us nearer to him um, in all of those situations. Yeah. So... So that's interesting because you know if we talking we're talking about abundance, um, and, and you know we were just thinking uh, talking before this you know we started recording it's like okay well that's a you know is that um, financial abundance um, or could that also be like my question was spiritual abundance you know where you've you've got just a lot of uh, spiritual abundance that you know you're really feeling great about your relationship with God. And, um, do you stay up on that mountain? Do you hoard it to your, keep it to yourself? Yeah. You know, I think, or do you, I think with, <laughs> within abundance, we, we so often, I mean, we think of having a lot of something, yeah. right. Um, something overflowing, something there we go. more than what we need mm-hmm. of this thing. Um, and so oftentimes it, it gets drawn into the material, um, mm-hmm. stuff. We just have a lot of stuff. Um, and so, uh, taking a different approach at it, um, yeah. What is what does spiritual abundance look like, yeah, um, or question. emotional abundance? Mm-hmm. Uh, you have, you have, you've been given plenty, or or more than you, um, more than you deserve, or more than you uh, have mm-hmm. had at the time, and now you've been given more. Um, so there's this there's this abundance of okay, what do I do with all of this? Um, is it is it just store it up? Yeah, or is it is it that image of a, of a glass that's overflowing and it just flows into the things around it? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so how do we, how do we deal with the abundance in our lives? How do we deal with the spiritual abundance? How do we deal with physical abundance, mm-hmm. um, emotional abundance? Uh, I think it's, I think, I think it's really easy to, to just lose sight of that and just kind of be within ourselves. Yeah. A few weeks ago in this podcast, I was referencing a um, Sunday school song that I, you know, listened to as a, in, I learned in kindergarten, right? Uh, and now I just thought of another one. <laughs> Fantastic. It's all coming back now. It's all coming back. And I, I'm finally connecting the dots only 38 years later, whatever it is. Um, it was more than that. I the was, Lord works I was in much, ways. Yeah, much younger in kindergarten. He does. Um, you know, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. I'm not going to hide it under a bushel, right? Yeah. So that's kind of... That's my kid's favorite song right now. Awesome. I, I love it. Should have had them uh, come be on, on the, <laughs> the podcast tonight. That would have been great. Um, so, but that's an example of sharing the abundance, yeah. not, you know, keeping it for yourself. Um, what are... I guess I should ask, what are good ways to share that abundance, that spiritual abundance? You know, it's what is mm-hmm. what are some examples of ways that we can do that instead of um, maybe doing what you know natural. The natural reaction might be just to kind of uh, keep it yourself and go, oh, this is cool. You know, I'm really happy with yeah with my I mean, life here. Gosh, we ex- we experience. I, I mean, I can think of moments in my life where I've just felt just on top of the world, like. Um, where I just felt like God is like really moving in me and, and really like stirring my heart to something or, mm-hmm. or maybe it's after a sermon that I heard and it's like really convicted me but um, but really taught me something and I've grown from that or, or maybe I'm just reading scripture and God kind of pulls something, highlights something in, in my reading and, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I'm like 
like that's that's so rich like how did I never see that before um, and I think the temptation or, or at least the um, maybe just our our lack of um, of outward vision for it is that it just sits you know it just sits in in kind of the metaphor of it just sits in the in the pail mm-hmm. um, or sits in the in the pond um, instead of moving like a river you know oh, right um, <laughs> this it kind of gets stagnant and it just it it just becomes this thing for us mm. but what is it what does it look like for that thing to move on right what does it look like for uh, and I, and I think so often we just don't have the venue for that mm, right yeah um, we haven't set up these places in our lives where we can actually have conversation about what God's doing in our lives and how God's moved it in us right I mean if you just have this casual relationship at work and then all of a sudden you start dropping bombs on them like <laughs> yeah. how how God's really just moved and shaped and it, like that's that's bold, right? Yeah. And, and and I think if if we haven't created a space, uh, a venue for for holy conversation, and for for discipleship, and for kind of a deeper iron sharpening iron type of relationships, um, then it's so easy. Uh, unless you're a preacher and you get an you get an audience every Sunday, <laughs> every Sunday. right? To to just to just pour out yeah um, these these revelations. Um, oftentimes we just don't have the place. Or the space, or the the boldness to, to mm-hmm. share it, and it just sits. So I think that's a great uh, advertisement, or or at least reason for why we've been pushing these small groups oh, man, and communities, so right? Yeah. Um, in in the I'm in a very small groups, um, and which I've talked about here before, and that is exactly the kind of thing that you know the day one we started having those conversations. It was the venue. Yeah. The venue. It's like, and if, you know, people don't always, cause it's not natural to say and brag about, Oh, this is all the cool stuff God's doing for me. And like you said, you know, you can't just go to work and just start talking about God. Yeah. You, you start getting yeah. these looks, you know, yeah, you start, start giving looks, you know, and, seen and those looks. <laughs> you've seen them. Right. Um, but when you're in a, a community, a small community like that, um, the, the question, the first question is, where have you seen God this week? You know, and that's how you open, <laughs> you open these mm-hmm. meetings. Yeah, that's so good. So it's really a perfect uh, venue. Like, you, yeah. you know, that was a perfect word for that. Um, where. Yeah. Um, so if you're listening out there and yeah. you don't have a venue, man, this there's there's a lot of different places you can get plugged in for that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, these board of life groups are, are pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We've talked a lot about more life groups and, and even to a lesser degree to, to band groups, which is a much smaller, kind of yeah. more intimate um, accountability type session. What, can you tell me about some of the, the groups that you have for students at, at KMC? Yeah. Uh, so we do um, we do small groups where they're age and gender specific. Um, cool. Where the goal is to is to, to kind of go deep in, in faith and deep in conversation and I mean, obviously, uh, from a sixth grader to a twelfth grader, those conversations look a little different. Sure, right. Um, but uh, the goal is is for a space, a venue to to begin to kind of work out some of the the challenges of life, but mm-hmm. also to share in the joys of it. Um, and so, um, I mean, when when a community can come together, and each piece of the community is growing and is learning together, and they can share those things. 
mean, that's the that's the Acts Church. That's right? awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's what they were doing. They were just coming together and mm-hmm. saying, "Man, I saw incredible things this this week. Mm-hmm. I saw God move in this way, <laughs> and I saw God move in this way. And this dude's here because because he saw what God was doing, and he's like, I, I don't know what that was, but I want to be there. Yeah. And so all of a sudden they start growing and they start multiplying, and it's just for them. They're just sharing the stories of what God is doing in their lives. Yeah. Right. They they've created a venue for for Christ sharing, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just a, such a rich thing that we we need to do, but we so often don't do. Yeah. Um, either because we don't have the space for it, mm-hmm. or we don't have the boldness. Boldness um, for sure. To to just speak what God's doing in our lives. Yeah. We never know who needs to hear exactly the words that that we might speak. And we just don't want to sound dumb so <laughs> right. often. Right. Um, but the reality is, is that man, God's going to take those words that come out of your mouth and he's going to mold and shape them to be exactly what somebody else needs to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, and to know that we can be instruments and tools for God's grace in somebody's life is just, man, that's profound. That's great. It's rich. That's the way to share the abundance. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, they, yeah, that's, that's abundant sharing. Right? It is. Right. Um, so, you also talked. We talked about um, Jesus Transfiguration up on the mm. mountain. You, you talked a lot about mountains. In it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love to hike. That's uh, awesome. Right? Na- na- nature uh, really speaks to me. Yeah. Uh, so this idea of of being on top of mountaintops and and experiencing abundance. Mm-hmm. Um, the first image that comes on mind is is the summit of a mountain, you know, and, mm-hmm. and just seeing out over the vast horizon and um, just really feeling that like kind of what we would call the mountaintop experience, right? Yeah. Um, this this fullness of accomplishment and um, and I kind of I've I've made it, I've, mm-hmm. I've trialed and I've I've hiked and uh, sweat and tears on the way up, but we're here and this is incredible. Yeah. So you, and then you talked about how the disciples were like probably saying those same things, like Jesus, this is cool. <laughs> we're yeah. up here. Um, and they wanted to stay. They yeah. weren't. They weren't ready to come back. Well, God, I mean, the <laughs> the forefathers of their faith yeah. are um, who have died and gone are are now like transfigured in their heavenly bodily forms, um, right there on top of this mountain. Yeah. Right. And Jesus specifically. I mean. He knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. He brought them up there for a purpose, right? It wasn't just like, oh, let's go on a little hike, you know? And and all of a sudden they stumbled across uh, Elijah and, and Moses, right? <laughs> hey, look who's uh, here, guys. Hey, check it out. <laughs> um, but Jesus obviously knew what he was doing, yeah. bringing them up there. There was a reason for them to be on top of the mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, there, was a, there was a reason for them to experience and see what they saw. Um, but the disciples didn't want to leave it. No. They just wanted to camp out. They said, let's build three tents. You guys can all sleep in your own separate tents. <laughs> they didn't really set up a place for them to stay. No. Uh, but <laughs> it, that didn't matter. As long as you guys are comfortable, we're good. Yeah. Let's just stay up here forever. But um, Jesus had other plans, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's not where the cross happens, right? Yeah, right. Um, on top of the mountain, is uh, it's beautiful. And it's, it's those moments of... Of hope, it's those moments that we look back to. It's those moments that that really kind of provide a foundation for us, oftentimes. Um, but it's it's not where the the work of the gospel is. Mm-hmm. Um, the work of the gospel is is back down back down on earth where everybody else is uh, is living. Yeah. Um, the work of the gospel is is on our track back down, and mm-hmm. and sometimes and more often in the valley. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Talking yeah. about the peaks and the valleys yeah, again. Mountains and valleys. Can't stay away from it. Hey, nailed it. Um, 
Another another point that you uh, you talked about, which I really uh, I really liked. I made a note of it was that we should worship the giver and not the gift. That was kind of uh, the gift being you know gifts from God and and, and whatever. Um, first thing that came to mind was like like a kid's birthday party right? where, you know, they get, they, they just have a pile of presents and they start shredding the paper off and like, Oh, Oh, they hold, they hold up. Look, mom, look what I got. And it's like this doll or this cool action figure, whatever it is. This is awesome. And then they like throw it on the pile and like go for the next one. And, 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 you know, I, I don't know about yeah, probably experienced that way too much. Oh man, I, exactly. You have for sure. Uh, I, I, I remember distinctly though, my mom going, well, who, who is that from? They like, you know, mom always wants to write down yeah, exactly. who it is. So they I can send a thank you gift, a thank you card, right? Uh, and the kids are always like, I don't know. I didn't read the card. I, yeah. just, I just opened the present. What card? What card? What card? Who's part of the shredding? It's over there in the trash <laughs> bag, right? So, and then like, you know, they're on to the next gift. But um, tell, tell, let's talk more about worshiping uh, the giver of the gift and not the gift itself. Yeah, we started, started to have that conversation about what does it look like for us in those times of abundance, mm-hmm. right? To to actually draw nearer to God. Um, Cause it's easy to get complacent up there, you know, um, when we're self-reliant, when we're, um, everything is going well, we don't have need for things. Um, and so the, kind of the first thing that we all, that, that is so vital for us is to look at those, the abundance that we have and say, something gave this to like this is not a result of me right right and we see that in at the beginning of chapter 41 in joseph's story is that pharaoh recognizes uh joseph's gifts Mm -hmm. that they were not from him they're from god Uh, and so as we as we begin to to worship uh so often we worship the gift and worship the the status that we have mm-hmm. when we're on top. Um, we worship the comfort that we have on top. Um, we sometimes even, even spiritually, with the spiritual abundance, we worship the the revelation that mm-hmm. we got. Yeah. And it's like, oh man, I'm I'm so smart. <laughs> like that all of this stuff like just kind of clicked and flowed and so great. Like I love this. Um, God's really God's really working in me and uh, I'm in a really great place. Like, and we start worshiping yeah. ourselves in that even like, um, and so man, how important is it for us to, to recognize that God is the giver of all gifts mm-hmm. and that all of, it changes the way that we, that we store up. It changes the way that we, that we give out when we know that, that we're not the possessor. We're not the, the giver of the gift. Um, it's just something that's been bestowed on us so that we might be good stewards of it and give it out. Yeah. Um, but it's so easy to lose that, lose sight of that and start to worship those things That's that we true. have. I, you know, I just thought back again to the, the parable of the, the guy who built the bigger barns for, right. you know, for all that he had amassed in his crop that year. And he's like, yes, I just want to hang, hold on to that. And never did he think, you know, Hey God, thanks for all this, yeah. <laughs> this crop. Yeah. Uh, it was just like, where am I going to put all this stuff, you know, yep. and, uh, hanging on to it and not, yeah, that's huge. Spending it in the proper way, right? So, um, one last thing you touched on, which was cool, I, I want you to kind of talk more about, was setting reminders mm. for us to to give to give thanks, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 tough sometimes because uh, life gets busy. 
right? Oh, yeah. And we start to pack out our schedule with, uh, especially in abundance. We want to stay there mm-hmm. in abundance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, what was the hard work that got me here? Uh, oh, I just got to put more of that in mm-hmm. um, to abundance, uh, to, so that we can remain in abundance, and uh, so we can stay in this position that we're in, uh, if it's material or um, or spiritual. Um, and I think it's it's important for us to slow down and reflect, right? the The mountaintop is is this place where we can we can see for miles, right? Um, we can see for miles into the future. Into mm, the yeah, uh, we can look at what's ahead of us, but we we also have to have to turn around and look and appreciate what's behind us, and the journey that we that we were on um, to get to that place. Um, and so I think it's it's important for us, uh, like Joseph. Joseph named his kids um, very specific name Hebrew names, mm-hmm. even though he was in an Egyptian culture and. He himself had gained an Egyptian name and an Egyptian wife. Uh, he named his kids um, these Hebrew names mm-hmm. that were very specific in reminding him of what God had done in his life. And so every time he said those names, the meaning of them uh, profoundly popped out to him. Yeah. And it kept him from ever um, holding on to... Uh, the possession that he had uh, kept him from ever claiming that as his own Mm. um, and always left him in a place of thankfulness um, for what God had done. Yeah. And so, you know, I think it's, I think we can find um, good ways to kind of incorporate reminders into the rhythm of our lives. Um, Whether that's uh, not overbooking our schedule, but allowing 15 minute periods um, between meetings mm-hmm. or 15 minute periods um, maybe it's kind of repurposing those car rides um, to and from work to say God thank you for this opportunity um, got to pray over this this next meeting that I'm about to go into yeah. and thank you for the way that that last meeting went um, and beginning to kind of build thankfulness into uh, into our day and mm-hmm. not just the not just, I mean, praying at meals is great, um, but not just the God. Thank you for the food, grace, <laughs> right. amen. Yeah, rubbed up, you know? <laughs> um, And so, uh, man, I'd, I'd love to hear some of the reminders that that you that people put in their lives. Yeah. Um, to kind of spur them on, um, I don't know if there's a, a good way for for people to respond to the podcast and, yeah. <laughs> and to, to leave some of the the things that have helped them to remember to be thankful. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I'd love to hear some crowdsourced. So now that you mentioned it, one of the things that um, we've been doing through the church is um, actually posting this in the social media feed, both on Facebook and you know, on Instagram. Um, but definitely people who are regular listeners know how to get in touch with um, the church account King UMC uh, and uh, the various preachers like yourself and John Wayne and and, and Reverend Chris and Bert. Uh, I think those are great opportunities to not only uh, maybe in the comments of when when this is posted on like Facebook for example. Yeah. The comments there are a perfect opportunity. Yeah, I love to hear. Yeah, me too. Tell us some of those reminders that you set. Um, and 
if not, definitely spam those preachers. They'll be Bring confused it why it's Bring happening. It why but is it's happening? It'll be it'll be great. They'll have to come ask somebody, and uh, you can pop up and go, "Oh yeah, I told him to oh, do yeah, that." That's right. My bad. <laughs> uh, so definitely, yeah, reach out and and let us know what are some of those reminders that you use to remind yourself, you know, to give thanks to God, and and maybe it's waking up at fifteen minutes early. Um, maybe it's, I don't know. That sleep's pretty. That's precious. rough. I, it's not me. I'm telling you that. Uh, maybe you, you're changing your kid's name to some old Hebrew name. That'd be ah, cool that'd too. Kind of cool. Yeah. Right? So. Give me like a second name that like only you call them. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So that'd be great. Well, Clint, I really appreciate. Um, on behalf of everybody uh, in the vine that you stepped up this Sunday yeah, and, and was, were able to awesome. on short notice it. to pitch hit. That was great. And uh, I'm I'm glad you could uh, join me this evening uh, to record our 515. Right, episode and 70, big episode deal. 70 is a big number. Uh, I never thought I'd get uh, to seven, much less 70. Yeah, right. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, we're here. Um, but um, I know John Wayne's listening. Um, and, uh, Love I know, you, buddy. Yeah, well, I appreciate um, you stepping in for him. Uh, and um, we want to just all, you know, give him our prayers and, and love uh, for what they're going through, their family going through right now. And and we know that um, there's a big family support out there for him. Amen to that. Yeah. And uh, we're really looking forward to having him back here real soon. Yeah. And um, you as well. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Okay. Loved it. All right. Thanks, everyone, for downloading, listening, and uh, for your feedback. We look forward to that. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks.